Hey, this is Maggie. And Ashley. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode, we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool, from basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it, all while under the influence. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's been such a long time. Man, I just. a long time for us to end this season. Mm -hmm. I I blame it on COVID. I think that's fair. I think it's just that the Zoom fatigue is real, man. Oh, it really is. So just everything 2021. It's hard to start a new year, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just so much going on. Um, But I do think we've come up with a really good idea to make this episode worth it. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty, I'm uh, pretty pumped. Not gonna lie. Should we keep people on the edge of their seats though a little bit and just kind oh, of yeah. catch up and let them know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've kept them waiting for for months for this <laughs> season finale. <laughs> they can wait another five minutes while we catch up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um. Well, you and I have still seen each other via Zoom mm-hmm. pretty frequently. Yeah. Since our last episode, when was say. our last episode? Um, Do either of us October. know? We recorded over Halloween. We released in November. It is now <laughs> February. That's not that bad, to be honest. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like between seasons. This was between episodes, <laughs> <laughs> where our goal was to release weekly, which we did for like five episodes. We we did for a lot of episodes, and then we went to biweekly. We went to biweekly. It's okay. We can Some, do whatever we want. I feel like It's our podcast. First of all, we can because we are not sponsored. If you'd like to get us on a schedule, please sponsor us. (laughs) Money will make us time dependent, um, but we don't have any of that. Money money is motivation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have some big life changes coming up. Yeah, you caught me mid-drink. Yeah, I'm uh, moving to Seattle. Time to try out the Pacific Northwest, see which coast is truly the best coast, you know? It's now or never. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been working at my new job on Pacific Coast time, which is fun. Wow. Um, For like three weeks now, and then just a week and a half, I make the road trip out there. That's incredible. How are you liking the new job? I like it. I'm definitely in that phase still where I'm like, I'm a kind of person who like always needs to be doing something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what can I do now that I actually know how to do? Because I've only been at this job for three weeks and don't know how everything works. And I don't want to mess right. anything up kind of phase, which mm-hmm. is for any new job. I feel like that's just the worst phase, especially for the kind of person I am. But I think I'm finally like crossing that bridge where I can like do things on my own, where I don't feel like I, and it's not like people think I need to be handheld. I'm just like, someone hold my hand so I don't mess this up. Right, right. That's fair though. Yeah. But now everyone's been super nice, super exciting. Um, I got a company sweatshirt and honestly, it's the comfiest sweatshirt um, in the world. So, wow. I'm actually really envious. I've always wanted swag from any place that I've worked, but I've worked at nonprofits that just don't want to invest in that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're like, we barely have money as it is. So yeah. (laughs) Well, congrats. I think 
you're going to just kick it at kick ass. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to kick something. <laughs> I mean, I'm always kicking things. Why not? But yeah, I'm excited to try something new. I think especially during COVID where I've been at my parents for the last year, which has obviously had a lot of great positives, but I'm like ready for this next chapter. I'll be living in my own apartment mm-hmm. for the first time ever. I won't have a roommate, which is both exciting and scary. Um, I mean, I'll have Ollie, obviously. But uh, yeah, it'll it's it's exciting. Well, I think that's fantastic. I can't wait to come visit you. I'm honestly so sad that you're going to be so far away. But if this past year has taught us anything, it's that a we can still keep in touch over Zoom, and b you can always come to visit me. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, I will. I will certainly come to visit you, um, which I'm actually at my parents now. Mm-hmm. You're leaving your parents and I've just gotten back to mine. So I'm I'm headed back down to D.C. as luck or in this case, love will have it. Aww, that was pretty, <laughs> um, pretty, pretty stoked that Nick and I are hoping to get a place this summer when his lease is up and in the meantime I'm just saving on some rent by living with my parents which is I mean super, it's an excellent move super rad uh and I get to hang out with the rentals and yeah what's even cooler my dad went with me today to buy a new car and Ooh. I took the lead I did all the negotiating oh. and like only once or twice was I like was I like dad what do you think but otherwise I let it I got a really good deal and now I feel like an adult look at you go Maggie I know I feel like such an adult that when I (laughs) when he and I got into the car after the the sales guy like says well is there anything else you you have questions about I'm like no I can't believe this is mine you know like tubular well I close the door my dad and I are getting our seatbelts on and the first thing I say in this new car, I go, man, that's some really good lumbar support. <laughs> you're turning into your parents is what you're trying to tell me. Essentially, I need to like sign up for those progressive commercials where they're Ooh. like, you're turning into your parents. Oh my God. Those are the best commercials in the entire they're so world. They're so funny. The waiter doesn't need to know your name. <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway. Oh. So exciting. So proud yeah, of you. Thank you. But I'm so proud of you. I'm proud oh, of you. you. We're just so you. proud of each other. I think more than anything, we'll have to obviously we've got to finish out this season before we start planning season four. Of course. Of but course. we've A, proved we can do this over distance before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Somebody moved to Maine. Um, and uh, I think it'll just force us to keep going. That was not a lie. That was me trying to find my words. <laughs> But like, I'm like, I want to see Maggie. Will you record a podcast with me? So that's what season four is. Me being whiny in in Seattle. (laughs) It'll be great. Tune in. Perfect. Okay. So shall we get a refill on our beverages and then kick it off with this unique episode? Let's do it. Okay. Stand by everyone. Who's a little Argos walking around? Who's a little Argos, black and brown? I poured this so poorly. You poorly? (laughs) Right, I thought it was funny too, but not funny enough to make a joke about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's also not very good because I had to like quickly drink a bunch of the foam and I'm like, oh, my first beer was so much better. Because it's what you want. 
Oh God. It was beautiful in the beginning. The end was messy. That's what she said. There's no sound. What was I thinking? I didn't hear anything. That was the most silent pour. Okay. It was like the tiny, well, it was like two inches of beer. That's how you measure it, right? <laughs> First beer's in. Don't worry. All right. What are you drinking, Maggie? Um, so I was drinking a Tecate and now I'm drinking a Pemaquid ale oh, native cute. to my uh, current actual residence of Pemaquid, Maine. Nice. Yeah. What are you drinking? Um, right now I'm dr- drinking the Saranac Joy to Ale, which is not very good to be. Mm. I mean, I think before this I had, um, I think it's called Stoneyard Brewing, which is a New York brewery that has a lot of good um, beers. And it was like a almond cream pie ale or something. It was really Whoa. good. It was, it was like drinking dessert, which was great. Nice. That's cool. Well, actually, speaking of beer, I'm going to see you next week. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Final party. I'm so excited <laughs> that I, we're going to get to hang out. <laughs> oh, we'll see you next, I'll see you in oh. seven days. All right. Well, <laughs> literally okay. seven days. Oh, wow. Great. <laughs> We'll, we'll post some photos of that outing. Yeah, uh, I'm coming up to New York, so we're going to go hiking with the pups. And Not to see me, but she's like an hour away, so it's perfect no, no. for me to crash her next date. Okay, it's my birthday, and I wanted to see you. Like, that's what I want to happen on my birthday. So honored. No. All right, so um, we kind of came up with a unique episode because we felt bad for our fans, yeah. all seven, all seven of them. Um, <laughs> felt bad for my mom, so I wanted to change it up. <laughs> well, we felt bad that it's just taken so damn long to mm-hmm. get an episode together. Mm-hmm. So, with all of your waiting, we shouldn't just talk about one animal this episode. We shouldn't talk about just two animals. We should talk about <laughs> like eight. <laughs> Is it ten. Eight How much research did you do? Because it sh- the math should be ten. <laughs> Yeah, I got 10. <laughs> I was like, what two fucking animals did you forget? Anyway, the rules of this of this podcast today for this episode, which by the way, if all mm-hmm. goes well, this is note to self, we will be releasing on um, March 3rd, which is World Wildlife Day, uh, which is very exciting. So I think it's only fitting that we have 10 animals this time. So what we're going to do is Maggie and I have each picked five animals, five animals. Mm-hmm. We have three minutes each to talk about them and we can have as many drinks as we want, man. Exactly. Um, so actually you're on beer number two. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I'm on beer number two, drink number three. Oh, what did you have? When did, what else did you drink? I had a heavy pour wine for dinner. Oh, that's dinner, the best. Not for dinner. <laughs> All I had for dinner was wine. To be fair, all I had for dinner tonight was french fries because my mom made chicken and then realized my veggie chicken nuggets were not in the freezer. And then for the vegetable, she made vegetables, but she made beets and I hate beets. And I was like, I'm not going to force myself to eat this. So I had french fries for dinner. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So I can start and I do have some clues. All right. So I had also suggested that we pick, oh yeah, hopefully Maggie followed this. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to do one from each of the um, classes of animals. So we'll have a mammal, a bird, a reptile, an amphibian, and a fish each. 
And I think you can go in whatever order you want. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Each? You know? Each? <laughs> All right. Well, I've got my timer ready. Mm-hmm. I should start it after you guess what the animal is, right? Probably. Right? Maybe. Right? Once I guess, you'll start the timer. All right. So clue number one. Which which animal do I want to do? Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll just start. We'll just start with. We'll start with this one. Okay. Uh, should I tell you which class we're in first? That that should help. Yeah. Let's. We're doing a fish. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna give you a fish, and I'm gonna give you clues that create the words of the, this animal's name. Perfect. Okay. So, what do Bilbo and the dwarves ride out of the Elven Kingdom of Mirkwood? A boat. Also, you can put wine into these things. No. Oh, a bear! Oh, they're in the barrels. Yes. Okay. Barrel. First word. Next word. When the big bad wolf says, "What better to see you with?" What is he referring to or seeing you with? Eyes. Yes. Put them together. What have you got? Barrel. barrel. Fish. Yes. I'm scared of this. I don't know what it is. You definitely should be scared. The barrel-eyed fish is also named a spook fish. Are you timing? Oh, starting. Okay. Go. go. So um, the spook fish is... It's aptly named. It is fucking creepy. It's a deep sea fish that's found in tropical and temperate waters of the Atlantic Pacific and Indian Oceans. Now, if it's deep sea, what do you think it kind of looks like? Um, a blobfish. Very generally, broadly. Gross. Yeah. Yes. Gross. And you're kind of on with like blobfish coloring. <laughs> so pale, like myself. <laughs> you are not a blobfish. So. This fish, um, it has a translucent noggin and large bulbous eyes. So imagine like the head, the forehead of a beluga. Oh, I with, love to. With really big eyes. Now, here's the thing. The noggin I said is translucent. You can see through it. Oh, no. Does it even have a brain? I mean, I know it has a brain, but like. It does. That was rude. I'm so sorry, fish. No, it's okay. It's really fucking creepy. So it's found in the family Opisthoproctidae, which is Greek for behind and anus. I don't know why. Um, okay, of which in this family, there are three main forms of this fish. There's the stout, deep-bodied, barrel-eyed, long, slender ones, and the intermediate fusion of the two spooky fishes. That is verbatim spooky fishes. Like many, I'm running out of time. Like many deep sea creatures, it doesn't have the need to color its body. It's mostly white. Uh, the transparent head helps it to collect more light to see. The better to see you with. See the big bad wolf? Um, okay. Also cool. One version of the barrel-eyed fish. It's the only vertebrate known to use mirrors in its eyes. Oh, shit instead of lenses which is what we all use so what does that actually mean it means that like the translucent bulbous head allows it to collect bioluminescence from other deep sea creatures it's not trying to get daylight because right it's too deep to get that it's trying to collect bioluminescence from both up and down so it's eye it's singular eye one singular eye can be looking up and down and it's like to gaze upward downward and and spot predators mostly it's less 
aggressive and more defense mechanism. So if you want to know more about this crazy looking animal, which is not, it's not too big. It's got a clear, it clear looks head. fake. I know it totally, it looks like it's out of science fiction. You guys should check it out. It looks like a submarine. But, yeah. World's first submarine. Um, Science oh. Daily and Wikipedia. Thank you so much. Oh, beautiful. How much time did you have left? I had five seconds left. <laughs> oh, it Ooh. looks so sad. It's really crazy looking. Okay, but we're done. I... We have to move on. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, um, I have to figure out what one I want to do next. There's like ones where I'm like, mm, definitely want to save those. So I'm gonna. I was gonna do my fish, but I think I'll do my reptile. Ooh, okay. Um, which to be fair is the one that I put <laughs> the least amount of effort in, which is not fair to the reptile. It was just a time crunch thing. So uh, absolutely got it. Oh, also my notes are not well formatted. Anyway. Um, let's see if I can give you a hint, though. Okay. Mm, I don't think I can give you a hint. So we're just going to okay. go. Well, I'll see if you can get I'm going to start my timer. I'm going to see if you can guess what this guy's nickname is. Oh, okay. All right. So it is the common basilisk. Do you know what its nickname is? The common basilisk. I know I've heard this before, basilisk. but I don't. It is not the basilisk from Harry Potter. They are the very different creatures. Yeah. It's much smaller. Um, no, and I don't want to waste time. Okay. I'll, you, we'll get to it. Um, so it's Latin name. You know, I love a Latin name is basiliscus, bas, basiliscus. There's a lot of S's and C's in that. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their common name of the species uh, derives from the Greek word basiliskos, which I'm also not going to pretend like I know Greek, but it means little king, which is just cute. Um, so these guys are endemic to Central and South America, meaning that they're only found there and that's where they are from. And typically they are found near rivers and streams in the rainforest. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of see why they're near water in a second. <laughs> Um, I left a space for what do they look like and then didn't fill it in. I just wanted to add extra information. I'm pretty sure they're like greenish gray, like pretty typical lizard in that regard. Okay. So they're a lizard. They're not a snake. Oh yeah. Sorry. Did I not say that? They're a lizard. (laughs) Oh God. I'm halfway through and I'm not even to the (laughs) part. Anyway. So that from nose to tail, they're about two and a half feet in length. So they're a pretty good sized lizard. Like yeah, not huge, not a monitor, but not like a little gecko or anything. Um, so other than their relatively large size, they also have a fin-like crest on the back, on their back and on their head. I think it's on, I think it's just on their back. Those will just be messy. Oh God, uh, which makes them easy to distinguish from other lizards that live where they do. But the thing about these guys is that they're really excellent climbers and they're really excellent swimmers because they are known for walking on water. Oh. Do you know what these guys' nickname are now by any chance? jesus lizard yeah the jesus christ lizard baby because they walk on water and oh my god i have a minute to describe this um so when they are startled basilisk will run full speed at the edge Mm -hmm. of the water um and then start sprinting by keeping its and keep its body upright so like literally walking on water Uh, and they can do this because they have large feet with large flaps of skin between their toes that catch all Mm. the air bubbles as they run my favorite um, now they can't run forever like this they can usually run they'll run up to 15 miles per hour and cross a few meters um, but that's enough to get them away from any kind of predator but then once they get that far then they just sink into the water and then they just swim 
and then they'll swim the rest of the way across. Um, and the, I got eight seconds left. They don't always, they don't like to swim all the time though, because uh, things can eat them in the water and that is my time. Thank you. <laughs> Man, that was true. I was like, where did this first minute go? Me trying to pronounce basculiscus, basculiscus, <laughs> which still is wrong anyway. Back that to was you. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Also, so um, I know okay. I saw one of these um, when I was in Belize and I didn't see oh. run across water, but it was still really cool. You saw a lot of things in Belize. Dude, if you want to see fucking awesome wildlife, go to Belize. Okay. So next I'm going to do a bird. Ooh, and okay. the reason I'm going to do that <clears throat> is because of the same reason you chose to go with the basilisk first didn't do a lot of research on these birds. So I'm going to ask you to first, okay, let's just say I didn't pick a bird. I picked a couple birds and I'm making you choose a continent so that I can pick one bird. <laughs> this seems like an ineffective use of time, but let's do it, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start the three minutes and then we're just going to read off of Wikipedia. Oh. Okay. Uh, go pick a continent. Uh, uh no, you, I got to tell you which continent. Yeah. Um, pick south america <laughs> africa <laughs> or uh or uh south america again <laughs> south america because you put it twice <laughs> okay let's talk about the hotson have you ever <gasps> heard of a hotson yeah i saw him in peru god damn it you're awesome i okay. love them so this is also known as a reptile bird, skunk yes. bird, stink bird, or a Kenji bird. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's a it's a species of tropical bird found in swamps in, uh, and like the mangroves of the Amazon in South America. Um, it has chicks that have claws on like two of their wing digits. So imagine like pterodactyls, you know, which is awesome. Basically. Um, so <laughs> it's a member of the genus Opiths. Opisthocomus, which in ancient Greek means long hair behind, which um, it doesn't mean it has a hairy butt. It just means that it has a large crest uh, of feathers. <laughs> so, okay. The Hotsin is pheasant sized. Do you know what a pheasant is? Probably yeah. not oh. all of these people. I'm, I'm, our, I'm our listeners. I'm so I know sorry. you know what a pheasant is. What's the difference between a pheasant and a quail? I'm asking you. Are pheasants bigger? I think pheasants are bigger. I, I would guess pheasants are bigger. Right. I don't know. Imagine like a 65 centimeter, 26 inch tall bird. If you know what 26 inches is offhand. No. Um, these, these birds are mostly brown. They've got like a long white cream colored neck. Uh, they've got a crest on their head, like I just said, and a blue face with maroon eyes. Oh. I know. So they're actually really quite pretty, but um, cool things is that uh, they, they like the claws I described on their wings, like they're really dexterous at climbing, not just flying. Mm. So um, the chicks, like when they are born, they can, they can kind of scramble about the nest and trees, which is kind of neat, especially if you think of like mangroves, they're not, they're really intricate and interweaving. Anyway, so the earliest record of this uh, genus of bird is from like 34 million years ago, which is quite amazing and long ago, which again, thinking of the claws of a pterodactyl, um, it eats leaves, uh, fruits and flowers, and 
indigenous people collect the eggs for food. Anyway, just the cool thing about this bird is its name. I like its name. It's very, it's very prehistoric and not a lot of people have ever heard of such a thing as a Hudson. So there you have it. My time is up. Beautiful. Well done. Also, a fun story about this bird is that I remember it so well because in one of my animal behavior classes, it was like one of the first birds we learned, like first oh, cool. things they talked about because they were talking about those claws and like how it's so mm-hmm. reptilian. And I just remember how poorly, how, how much I got wrong the spelling in my notebook because oh. I was like trying oh. to look it up later after class and I couldn't find it because of how poorly I spelled it. That's really so, funny. That's what I remember about it. That and it's just a really cool bird. Awesome. Oh, beautiful choice. Awesome. I do want to know what the Africa choice was. Uh, a Cory Bustard. Oh, I love Cory Bustards. They have one at the I National know. Zoo. It's super cool. And I've, I've actually seen them in person. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Get out of here. Are you ready for my next one? Sure am. <clears throat> All right. So I want to preface this with, I'm going to drink a beer. <laughs> I'm not going to have you, well, I might have you guess, whatever, um, a little bit. Obviously, I've had a little bit to drink, and I'm not yes. good at pronouncing things anyway, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of really cool names for this animal in other languages, and oh. I don't mean any disrespect if I say them wrong. I'm trying my best, but I'm going quickly, so I just want to put that out there, but I think they're really cool names, and there's just so many okay. different names for this animal. This is I fantastic. Just, like, I'm going to try my hardest, but I know they're going to be wrong, and I'm going to look them up afterwards and learn them. <laughs> Okay. All right. So my three minutes. All right. So the reason I chose this animal is because of a certain holiday that just recently happened on February 12th, which was the Chinese New Year. Recently. Uh, it was over a month ago. Um, do you know what year it is now? It was, it was not over a month ago. It's it's February 26th. That was not a month ago. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm wasting time trying to figure out time. Uh it's it's the year of the pig. Nope. Uh, rooster bull taurus it's the bull it's similar to a bull I don't, just tell me it's the year of the ox oh yeah okay so i chose to do the musk ox oh cool is, um super cool honestly i just really liked their description um i don't remember what website i was on um but the description was quote a large heavily built goat dash antelope with a thick shaggy coat and large curved horns native to the tundra of north america and greenland hmm. and just heavily built i think it's very accurate if you ever <laughs> if you have ever seen a musk ox um they're just big and bulky and just look like they're made to live in the tundra which they do so like i mentioned they have these large cur- cur- horns that kind of curve down on the side of their heads um, mm-hmm. For males, they join in the center, so they like have a big mass across their forehead, and then in females, I think they have like a little patch of fur instead, much much Cute. more dainty. Um, so their Latin name is Ovibos moschatus, um, which is Latin for musky sheepox, uh, and that references their big thick coat and strong odor that males have during mazi- mating <laughs> season. Now, um, the their Inukitat name, which is the uh, indigenous peoples of Eastern Canada, is Umingbak, which translated, translates to the bearded one, which also Aww. very fitting because they're just straight like fur that's usually mm-hmm. carrying mounds of snow. Um, Woods Cree, which is spoken in northern Manitoba, northern hmm, Saskatchewan. Oh, I knew that. And yeah. northern Alberta. Uh, their <laughs> name is Mathimos and Mathimostos, which translates to ugly moose 
<laughs> and oh. the ugly bison respectively <laughs> which is just they're just like i don't know what this thing is but it's an ugly move <laughs> they're cute in like the ugly kind of cute way how much time do i left oh my god i have 30 seconds so they're found primarily in greenland and canadian arctic um the, oh, oh my God. The bulls in the Southern Barren Grounds of Canada are the largest around 750 pounds. They're most closely related to mountain goats. Oh. Um, under their thick shaggy coat, they actually have thick wool called quiviet, which they can actually be used to make a yarn similar to cashmere. They travel in herds 20 to 30. They're aggressive, but when they're threatened, um, their young are threatened, they create a big whole circle around them. Oh my God, stop it. They create a big whole <laughs> circle with all their booties in and their horns out to protect their young. Which is the coolest fact about them, and I left it to the end, which was stupid. <laughs> anyway, so um, when you said that underneath their big coat they have, I was like really hoping that you would say like they've got like leather or oh yeah, not leather. They've got like <laughs> sequins. Yeah, sequins or something ridiculous. Now I just like to think of like a like a a muskox drag queen that like does a reveal. And like strips off oh its God. coat and yes. it's a beautiful wool sweater. Uh, we can make this happen. Anyway, I know I ran out of time, but the thing that I think is really cool is if you ever watch them, if you ever see like video of them when they get like attacked, like wolves come after their young and they create this like barricade mm-hmm. around their young, which again, I thought was mm-hmm. the coolest fact and I left it to the end, but it was important to get the ugly moose and the ugly bison in. <laughs> and now I'm at my... I talk really fast and now I'm like, I have a reason to talk really fast, but you also mm-hmm. need to be clear, Ashley. No, I think it all build. It all built to the, to the best part, part, port. Thank you. Best port. Part. All right. Two down for me. Two down more to go. Um, okay. So I'm going to do an amphibian next. Do it. And I don't really have clues but we can start talking about it now okay so i'm i'm doing an amphibian what makes them amphibious um they live in water part of the time part of the time so like moist skin yeah exactly they've got skin what would make an amphibian really creepy looking not having skin or having what on their skin yes do you know of any amphibians that might have fur or hair? I feel like if I did, I'd have scrubbed them from my memory. You probably did because I'm about to do the Trichobacterius bactrus robustus. Trichobatracus robustus, otherwise known as the, <laughs> the hairy frog. No, no. Guys, this is so fucking weird. Why? It's also known as the Wolverine frog or the horror frog. No. <laughs> so it lives in Africa. It's of least concern. <laughs> first, I'm very first... concerned. <laughs> the first thing I read about these guys is they have very muscular tadpoles. <laughs> Ew. Exactly. Okay, so what makes these guys hairy? Um, The males have hair-like structures on their thighs. Why? We don't exactly know, Um, except it's likely that they um, absorb oxygen, help them to absorb oxygen, and decrease stress. (laughs) I wish my hair on my legs did that. (laughs) 
I know. I know. Because then I've ever been, and I'm as stressed as I've ever been. So. Oh my god! I I almost sent you a picture last week, right before I waxed my legs. Oh god! <laughs> Although time how I'm you. so excited to shave my legs. Sorry, no, keep going. I'm oh, right, 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 right. Oh my god. Um. Okay. They also have retractable claws made of bone, not keratin. Isn't that isn't that weird? So what happens is they can they can inject their claws through the skin, which then breaks the bones of the toes, just like Wolverine. This is why it's known as Wolverine draw. I was like, thought the Wolverine was like good Wolverines are furry. No, it was the kind of it was the thing. Um, you can't so see we're doing the thing. No, we're doing the thing with our hands right now. <laughs> this is a defensive behavior, and it's suspected that they're their claws then retract slowly and gradually also like Wolverine. So um, I have plenty of time. I'm just going to say, check out the hairy frog. I it's did. in Africa. It's, it's just fucking crazy. Uh, I'm also going to say central Africa. That'll give you a better, give her a better place. And well, they're threatened by habitat loss, but they're not considered endangered yet. Yet. Damn. Be good to nature people. Hoo-hoo. I mean, I love weird things, but a hairy frog, man. I will say there is a, there's a newt called the sharp ribbed newt, I think it's called, oh. that can expand its ribs through its sides, Ew. like a, like Wolverine, with like, which reminds me of that, which I thought it was like the only thing that did that. Wow. Um, maybe I'll do that Animals one day. are cool. Well, well done. Thank you for introducing me to my nightmares for the next couple of days. I appreciate it. <laughs> Where are we going next, Ashley? We're gonna um stay by the water and I'll do my my fish. Okay. Which I'm pretty excited about. Um, but I do think that I maybe forgot to finish my research. But to be fair, I haven't been getting through my current research fast enough. So uh you ready? Yes. All right, we're just gonna start off strong with this guy. I am doing the cookie cutter shark. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, also known as the cigar shark, which is fitting, but I feel the former is more fitting and it's more fun. So it's a uh, Latin name is, <laughs> shit, Isistius Brasilensis. Sure. <laughs> Why do I try? I don't know. That sounds right. But they are long and thin like a cigar. They're kind of a brayish, brayish, nope, grayish brown. Uh, and only about 18 to 20 inches long. So in terms of sharks, they're not really what you think of when you think of a shark. They're pretty small. They live in the open ocean, typically in the epipelagic to mesopelagic column, water columns. So kind of deep in the water column. So no, people don't really see them very often. Mm-hmm. They're found worldwide, but prefer uh, t- tropical to temperate latitudes. So what makes these guys insane and why I wanted to do them and why they were perfect for this, because this is like the cool thing about them. And like, other than that, I mean, they're cool, but like they're parasites. That's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. So these guys are ectoparasites. So not like a tapeworm. They're not inside anything. They're just feeding on the outside of larger animals. So these guys have crazy looking teeth. They uh, use their sharp pointed upper teeth to latch onto the skin of other creatures some examples of this include bluefin tuna, great white sharks, spinner dolphins, really anything they can get their little teeth into. Um, and then they use their thick, strong, triangular lower teeth to scoop out a mouth-sized chunk of flesh or blubber. So if you've ever seen 
you will probably, if you don't know these guys, you probably are, have not seen these photos, but you can look up photos of like cookie cutter shark bites and they're literally just like round bites out of animals. Like mm-hmm. just like literally oh, like chunk is just symmetrical. Yeah. Round symmetrical chunks of flesh or blubber just taken out of the sides of animals. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd rather have that or like, you know, like hagfish or whatever that like suck Ugh. on or whatever and like latch on. Would I want that? Yeah. Or do what I want just like chunks of flesh missing missing. I mean, I want neither. Anyway, like um, all sharks, these guys continuously get new teeth as they keep growing. So they keep them sharp, keep being terrifying. Although apparently these guys uh, swallow their teeth that they lose. Mm. Um, most sharks don't. Uh, and scientists think that it's to recycle the calcium because they live in really nutrient poor water. Um, some other things, I guess they're also covered in light organs that are either used for communication or camouflage. They're of least concern because they're not fished commercially and they're rarely ca- caught as bycatch because of where they live. And that is my time. Oh, perfect. So uh, because they're the cookie cutter shark and they like just suck out little perfect circles of other animals, I love to imagine that there's just a big oven down at the bottom of the ocean floor. <laughs> they and- actually go down and bake them. <laughs> just go bake everything before they eat it i want to make a cookie cutter shark like cookie recipe that are just like round little blobs yeah but like that's what i'll call them and it'll gross people out and it'll give me a reason to tell people about the cookie cutter shark yes and it would be a nice cute addition to some kind of wildlife themed party one. all right i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much I Thank love you. the cookie cutter shark. Um, what do you think? Mammal or reptile? That's what we're down to. Ooh, either or, man. I mean, remember, you want to finish strong. So. Um, okay, let's go mammal. Do it. Okay, ready. I'm going to give you clues, and it's going to be similar to I'm going to give you like charades. You're going to fill in the word that's missing, and all those gotcha. words together are going to make the animal's name. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, ready? Here we go. Okay, hot, uh, not high, but low. Mm-hmm. Uh, not of water, but of land. Yes. Well, land gorilla. No. Uh, past tense for running naked in the quad. Um, low land, what? Nude? What? What does Will Ferrell say in old school? We're going streaking. Mm. Streaking. Streaked. Okay, great. The number after nine. Ten. Yes. Another name for club sports. You played kickball in one of these in DC. It's not a club sport. It's a recreational rec sport. Okay. Good job. Okay. So we've got a lowland streaked tenric. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. So we got there, everyone. Everybody. Us. What is a lowland streaked tenric? I wanted to know also. So I looked it up and it's a small tenric found in Madagascar to which I said, what the fuck is a tenric? It's a mammal found in the Afrotherian family. Also, what the fuck? Not helpful. So I kept reading. And um, because of evolution, these animals kind of resemble hedgehogs, opossums, rats, and mice. But they're not actually closely related to any of them. Their common ancestry dates back to aardvarks and another family of animals we know well. Elephants, hyraxes, and sea cows. (gasps) 
crazy. So tenrics are small mammals of quote unquote variable body form. Ooh, same. Um, so <laughs> there are multiple Ashleys. This one, the lowland streaked tenric is actually super cute. It's um, found on the right side of the island of Madagascar. Um, <laughs> oh, the east side? That would be east. That's how I describe directions, Maggie. Come on, you're better than that. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, okay, so they have a yellow stripe. Fuck, they have a yellow stripe running across their body, which is brown and blackish. They have quills. They have quills, <gasps> which are you, they're keratin, but they're used for communication, not defense. Ooh. Um, also have sensory hairs similar similar to vibrissae. Do we remember what those are and who has them? Seals and dogs and kitties. Mm-hmm. They're whiskers, walruses, think of that. Um, they also have really cool burrowing adaptations, aka they have good digging paws. Um, they eat earthworms and they are related to the highland streaked tenric, which is not as cute. And <laughs> <laughs> and um you should google them they're pretty they're pretty adorable and ladies and gentlemen that is my time with one second to go they look like little punk rockers they do actually they're That's very cute they're like yeah we're gonna party but they're tiny oh very good how did you come across those um i'd like to say that i came up with all of these animals i didn't well so how did you you gotta tell the truth now (laughs) do you really want to know yeah (laughs) i texted adam earlier today (laughs) i was like i was like give me an animal and he just started listing off animals and then right before you and i started recording i was like i need a reptile and an amphibian and he goes yes you do everyone does they're so cool and i was like no for the podcast (laughs) he's like yeah you're right (laughs) Uh, i'm not mad about it i mean you gotta do what you gotta do i was like so hung up on what reptile to do that like that took all my time and i was like Mm. just skip it and do it last Mm. anyway which just makes it even tougher right arguably (sighs) all right are you ready for my next animal i think so excuse me i'm gonna drink my beer good call oh i didn't i didn't say the the scientific name of the tenric would you like to share it now i don't know i might don't know Lowland streaks tenric. Its scientific name is whoa. It is hemisententes semispinosus. Wow, I actually think I said that pretty well. Wow. I'm very impressed. All right. Tell us what we're talking about next. All right. I'm gonna do my bird. And I am very, very excited about this bird. I will say there are some of my animals. Okay, great. Um, I was like, pick ones that like you think are cool, but you probably wouldn't do in a longer episode because you don't know that much. Of, like there's not probably that much about them. And then I found that there was like a lot about them and I'm like, well, fuck. So ready for that. <laughs> All right. My three minutes starting now. So I'm going to do the loggerhead shrike. Do you oh. know what bird that is, Maggie? She's clapping, yes. ladies and gentlemen. So this guy is his um, or her Latin name is or they is Lanius Lanius Ludovicianus. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. They, yeah. Al- they always just look like Harry Potter spells. Um, so this is a cute little passerine, which is like songbird. They're endemic to North America. There's only it's one of two shrikes that we have here in North America. Same as loggerhead because um, of the fact that it's got a pretty big head. So it's really cute mm-hmm. because it's one of those birds. I think birds with big heads or anything with big heads is cute. I say that as an owner of a dog with a very small head, but he's still really cute. Um, these guys have a white belly and a gray back. They kind of have black, um, did I say gray black? Gray back, black on the edge of their wings. Um, and then they have like this little badass eye band that's black mm-hmm. and a cute little curved beak. Now I've been talking about how cute they are because I think it's important that everyone keep that in mind when you learn the fact that their other name that I prefer is the butcher bird. So these guys are called the butcher bird because of their carnivorous tendencies of consuming amphibians, insects, small mammals, and small birds. So these guys are tiny. I didn't put down how small they are, but probably like the size of like a house sparrow, typical small bird, you know, Um, but their prey ranges in size from like 0.001 gram insects to 25 gram mouse, uh, mice or reptiles. Now, these guys not only this is how the thing is is how they kill things so they're small they've got pretty weak talons so they Mm -hmm. quote rely on impaling their prey upon thorns or barbed wire for facilitated consumption end quote which i was like that's just too good so basically these guys will get prey and they'll just they'll impale it they stick it on something and you can look up pictures of loggerhead trikes and, and they'll be like sitting like perched happily on a branch and next to them there's a big thorn going through a lizard and that's their prey so they're these cute little <laughs> birds that are just like crazy crazy murderers I mean for the right reasons anyway they're very car- cartoonish they are very like, cartoonish but very evil but like could kill you um so mm-hmm. a couple other things about these guys so liar strikes um have been repeatedly observed killing prey larger than themselves and spearing them in the neck or head um and they'll, they'll twist the head to, to break the neck um sometimes <laughs> the speed at which they'll attack their prey will cause wh- a whiplash injury to the animal they're not true birds of prey because they don't have large strong talons um, they tend to be sit and wait hunters, and they also have a hooked beak for severing vertebrae. And that is my time. <gasps> and there was just like so much more I wanted to talk about with these guys. I mean, guys. they're so cool. So I will bring them up again um, if I have Someday. to. Also, I need to find it again, but there is a, I think it's like the Louisiana Audubon Society or something. They have a shirt that says a- like, Oh, it had it looks like a punk rock shirt with with these guys on it with like a little impaled mouse and it says like butcher bird across the chest and i need it it's you, so i think cool. you've told me about this it sounds Probably. so cool i've told everybody and i'm like my birthday's in july anyway um but yeah so those lager head shrike they deserve so much more than three minutes but they're so cool I love shrikes. They're so cool. So, um, okay. So I have my last animal, um, which is, if you've been keeping track folks at home, a reptile. So I, uh, I don't think I have any clues for you. Um, yeah, I don't have clues. All right. So (laughs) I, do you want me to come up with clues (laughs) now? We're past clues now. That's right. Chug that beer. 
Mm-hmm. Lou? Okay, I'm just going to start the time now then since we're not doing clues. Okay, so I am going to be talking about the Elusor Macrurus, which is also known as the Mary River Turtle. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's an endangered short-necked turtle that's endemic to the Mary River in Queensland, Australia. Ooh, Maggie loves introducing me to new turtles. It's actually true. I do. Okay. So this turtle, why did I want to do it? I'm leading strong. They can stay submerged for up to 72 hours. What? They're, they're a reptile. How you may ask? What? They breathe underwater. What? How you may ask? (laughs) (laughs) That's just your entire three minutes. Using special glands in their genitals. Obviously. Of course. Would have been my first choice. Don't you all? (laughs) Do you breathe underwater? So they, what do they look like? They look like a normal turtle, let's be honest. Um, And they, uh, they diverged from all other turtle species around 40 million years ago for comparison we split from chimps about 10 million years ago. Oh, fuck. They were like, um, get me out of here. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, interrupting ah. you. You're on a limit. No, no, no. This is great. This is great. Um, so like I said, they live, they are unique or endemic to Queensland, Australia. They are found in the flowing, well-oxygenated parts of the Mary River. So they're really unique. And here's the thing. They were only discovered as a new species in 1994, which makes them the same age as Nick. Hi, Nick. Um <laughs> Prior to that, they were just a pet turtle that people would keep and people didn't realize it was a totally unique species. Oh, I I said, what do they look like? They do look kind of like a normal turtle, except they are also known as the green hair turtle because of algae that grows on their head. Why are you making things hairy that shouldn't be hairy? I'm not here for it, Maggie. No, I'm sorry. So I also think of like Yertle the turtle from Dr. Seuss. Do you, mm-hmm. did you ever, yeah, that's what I think of with did the green hair. Yeah. Go, well, I don't know. You're a baby. Okay. So then they also, they're like 19 inches or 50 centimeters. They're one of uh, the largest turtles in Australia. Their tail is super long. The tail has this feature that's not understood and it's it doesn't exist in other turtle all other turtles it's the hamel arch which is a bony arch oh my god the ventral side of the tail it's a part of the vertebra it's a, there's a canal formed by a space between the arch and the vertebral body it's called the hamel canal it's a spinous ventral process emerging from the hamel arch which is referred to the hamel spine and that doesn't make any sense it doesn't tell us what it does and my amount of time <laughs> that's beautiful way to go out with a bang maggie <laughs> truly fantastic it breathes underwater through its genitals. I mean, that's what we all needed today, I think, in our lives. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, are you ready? I am so ready. For my final animal mm-hmm. that I am very excited about. Yes. And I will have to go fast because there was just so much information. As she's like literally showing me information with her fingers. Yeah, I don't really know what that was to be honest. <clears throat> All right, Ima- ready? Imagine it. Yes. All right, starting my time. So this guy is the desert rain frog. Do you know who he is? Desert rain frog? No. Yep. Okay. You'll find you'll you, I, you'll you've probably seen the video of this guy or girl. They're a 
their Latin name is Breviceps Macrops. Um, what that means, brevi means short, seps means head. They have a short head. <laughs> when you see a picture of them, it's so incredibly true. Um, oh my so God, they are, so cute. They're a small frog species found in South Africa and Namibia. Um, and in fact, they are found in um, the sand. Uh, specifically, the <laughs> ecosystem that they live in is a strip of sandy shores between the seas and the sand dunes. They just like this long like strip. But I, I wrote this this morning and I don't know what kind of mood I was in because I wrote, but like, aren't frogs damp? <laughs> yeah. So frogs typically, you know, they're amphibians, so they need to be near water. Um, but these guys, the way they kind of make up for it, um, they're nocturnal in nature. So they spend most of their days buried um, underground, usually between three to eight inches underground. So what do they look like? Um, so they're small little froggies, but only, no longer than two and a half inches. So little tiny guys. And then this was my so favorite. Cute. It says the desert rain frog's frame is globose. So it looks like <laughs> a globe. It's just round. It's um, so round. It's fancy for seeing a frog ball. It reminded me of if you've ever seen Shrek, the scene where they blow up the frog into a yes. bag. That's what these guys look like, but small. Yes. Um, they look like yellow. a kid through a frog. A hundred percent. There was, there was like, we don't know, really know what a frog looks like. So it's round. They're mostly yellow and brown with smooth warts along their back. Um, but usually in most pictures, they are covered in sand because when they come up, they're just, <laughs> they've got sand from their little burrows. Um, they're also slightly transparent. So you can actually see their organs if you look close enough, which is crazy. Oh, they also have large bulging eyes which is why i really felt like we connected on the barrel eyed um <laughs> fish i was like mine also has gigantic eyes <laughs> um but then real quick i put they are bad frogs for one thing they do not hop like frogs they do not croak like frogs and they skip the tadpole phase altogether <laughs> oh my god so um one thing you'll probably know these guys from is if you've ever seen this video when they are threatened they don't the noise they make sounds like a squeaky toy. I'll insert a sa- the sound and Maggie will play it afterwards, but it sounds like it's this just aggressive squeak. It's adorable. <laughs> Their limbs are too short for hopping, so they just walk, you know? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and like I said, they skip that they're just baby frogs. They've never been tadpoles. I think it's important to note in one article I read that the groups of frogs are called armies. I don't know how accurate that is, but I thought it was important to point out and i know my time is up but these guys are important they're also endangered with their biggest threats being mm. habitat loss due to humans primarily from diamond mining road construction oh. and tourism but Fuck. that is the desert rain frog and Fuck yes i'm gonna send you this video and i'll add in the sound you've definitely you've had to have seen it it's the cutest fucking thing how did you find these guys um i was originally gonna do the black rain frog i think it was called okay and then I realized that these guys, I don't know if those guys also make the cute noise. Hmm. Um, but I was like, wait, 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 wait. These guys are insanely cute and they make an insanely cute noise. That's supposed to be scary, but it's not. <laughs> Maggie's face. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wouldn't that scare you away? It's literally a squeaky toy is what this animal is. It's noise ever. Also, their eyes. Right? I didn't even get to their whole, their eyes are big, but they're also like these crazy, like metallic 
Like, but their eyes look like they're squinting. Like me, they do. You know? Oh my god, they're adorable. That was that was perfect. That was also really wonderful to balance off the balance out the hairy frog that I told us. I was like, let's go with a cuter frog because frogs do deserve our respect. Um. (laughs) Rather than that, like steroid taking frog, let's talk about this little blimpo. Wasn't my Shrek comparison great? That was fantastic. I'm glad you made that analogy. But well done. That was whew, that was a rush. I was feeling sleepy at the end of the day, but man, mm-hmm. it is oh man, me now too. 10 13 and I am wide awake. I know. I'm feeling like I could go another round, but don't worry, I won't. Because we don't have I mean we barely had research as it was. So we yeah, definitely can't add animals eleven and twelve. But hopefully that was good did justice to world wildlife day i feel like getting you know animals from each class is really i thought i thought thought it was good that was so much fun though i um you know what listeners if if you're still out there if you're still with us did you like this format because i thought that was really fun rather than just getting in depth into two animals would Mm -hmm. you like to see more of this yeah more of like the the fast fast and furious little bit on animals that you might want to go research later on your own in fact mm-hmm. I think like it? I mean yeah let us know because I feel like it took the stress off of off of me at least where I was like mm-hmm. I don't have to just focus on one like mm-hmm. I only have a limited choice and it also forced me to look through and be like oh what are some cool reptiles because like I feel like they're so rare to do yeah. to like focus on each because there's just yeah. so there's just so fucking many guys there are so many animals they're all over the place half of them we haven't totally. even fucking discovered yet what is going on? It's crazy. No. It's so anyway. cool. It's so cool. Nature is awesome, guys. What was that face you just made? I don't, I mean, just feeling like a lot of emotions at once. Aw. It's all right. Great. It's what animals do to me. It's what happens. All right. Well, I think this was great. Ashley, do you want to sign us out? Yep. But that was such a good segue and I don't have it up. Give me a second. All right. Just a reminder, though we are animal enthusiasts, we are not scientists. So please don't cite us in your academic papers. Why would you do that? Do your research. We just want you to get excited about animals like we are. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you like our podcast, check out our Instagram at the watering hole pod and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and give us a review. It'll help us reach new fans and get them excited about wildlife too. You can also visit us online at thewateringholepod.com. Tune in next time when we learn about more animals, their biology and habitat, the threats they face, and what people are doing about it. Bye!